Hash House and Circle Up. Welcome to On On, the Hash House Harrier podcast for interviews, history, and stories. I'm your host, Ra. Our guest is from way south in Florida at Key West. You may have encountered him almost anywhere in the world hashing. He's been about everywhere. You, he comes from the rugby tradition into hashing, I think. We'll find out. And you certainly, if you've hashed with him, you've heard him sing. Our guest today on 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 Podcast is music. Welcome, uh, music. Well, thank you, Lara. Rob, this is uh, uh, quite an opportunity. But let's just start right in. So for some people who don't know you, tell us when and where and how you started hashing. I started hashing in Okinawa when uh, Jock, who was on our rugby team, got transferred over from Taiwan to Okinawa and decided to tell us after each rugby practice that we really need to get into this Harrison Hounds fun game. He kept on telling us over and over again, and then finally he pleaded and asked us if we could possibly just show up for one time, and then we didn't ever have to show up again. Of course, our initial uh, response was, uh, just tell us where the party is, and we'll go ahead and uh, join you then, rather than this start location and make us run. We don't mind running three or four miles on the rugby pitch, sprinting back and forth uh, and playing in a game, but just to go out and run is so boring. He assembled the, the first run, I believe, back in 1979 and volunteered to be the hare himself. We all showed up at the start, absolutely certain that we were going to catch the hare because he was the slowest guy on the rugby pit. Well, gave him a 15-minute head start. Sure enough, he left a trail that was very well marked, and we followed it and solved all the checks uh, as he marked them and as he briefed us. It ended at the highest point on the island at the Hilton, the top of a mountain. So we basically ran uphill the entire time <laughs> and we never did catch him. He wouldn't tell us how long he was at the on home before we got in. But I like to think it was only a matter of a couple of minutes because we were all in pretty good shape back then. Did it take? How many of the people on that first run said, no, I get it. I'm a hasher now. I think nearly all of us. Uh, became hatchers. We had right. so much fun and it was so enjoyable. And of course, we sang songs, told jokes, and awarded down downs to all sorts of people for all sorts of reasons. And we were hooked. Find your hash name, Mu hyphen sick. Yeah, music is actually my third hash name. It was Jock that named me Shipwreck while I was on Okinawa due to an unfortunate incident. I had a large sailboat that I had built in Taiwan and sailed over to Okinawa. And while I was up in Korea, somebody cut the dock lines straight into shallow water. And uh, when the tide went out, it landed on a rock, which put a hole in the side and sunk her. So he thought it was appropriate back then in 1980, I believe, to name me Shipwreck, which he did. The name of the boat was Stray Goose. It was about a year later when I was uh, on temporary duty to the Philippines. Uh, a fellow rugby player, Ken Sheets, 
tried introducing me to the hash. For some reason, he uh, probably because he had been drinking before the run, started to introduce me as this is the hasher from Okinawa. The way it came out was, this is the hashinawa. And he said, no, that's not right. This is the hashinawa. He repeated the same mistake. Well, the third time he said hashinawa, the entire pack right then, before the start of the run, all unanimously agreed, that's your new hash name. Now you are officially hashinawa. They made me drink. And then I was hashinawa for the next two years. It was at a hash in Alongapo, the Alongapo hash in the Philippines, about two years after I had been named Hashinawa, that Jock's daughter, Hot Tomato, was putting together Alongapo hash. She invited me over and we had a wonderful hash run. She and another new ensign decided uh, that they were going to be the GMs of the Alongapo hash. On one particular run over there, they hired a U-Haul truck to take us back to the start because it was an A to B. Because of the turnout they were getting for the Alongapo hash, they had a keg of beer at the end, but we failed to finish drinking the keg of beer. And so when we all piled into the truck after circle and songs and fun, of course, they put the back of the truck door down and were completely in the dark, but everybody had their hash marks. So I camped out next to the keg and was refilling everybody's hash mugs with beer as we drove back. Well, there were three or four Navy guys that really, really liked the dirty song that we had been singing, funny songs that we had been singing during the circle and after the circle. They prompted me for an even dirtier song. Come on, give us your best. Because it was a fairly long drive, we managed to go through all the verses of bestiality, my girl's a vegetable, yes and M man, and they kept on prompting me, no, we want something dirtier, grosser. We did the necrophiliac song, all five verses, and of course they loved it so much. And then, of course, they said, we know you got it in you. There must be another one that's even worse. And so I did all 11 verses to Dead Whore. And just as I finished the last verse, which is by far the grossest song I think I've ever sung, the truck stops, the back door comes up, and they go, okay, we're back at the start. And everybody in the truck just said, you are the sickest singer we have ever heard, and we applaud you for that. So therefore, from now and forevermore, we want to name you Muse 6, spelled with an S-I-C-K, because of all the dirty, gross songs. I protested mildly, because <laughs> I wasn't really enamored with the name Hashinawa anyways. And then I thought, gee, do I really want to be known by the sickest songs that I because I have so many other colorful, friendly, and funny songs. And I thought, well, certainly that's fine. And the fact that the daughter, Hot Tomato, of Jock, who was my original hash mentor that brought me to the hash and named me my first name of Shipwreck, I thought it'd be only appropriate that I continue with the name Music. That's a great story. I didn't know any of that in your history. Apart from Jock, were there any other mentors? Well, because uh, Jock brought us to the hash and was the GM for the period of time that he remained there until he retired from the Navy, 
nobody that ran the hash in Okinawa with us actually had any more experience or more information than that. I do like to say that magic had a, a good responsible effect on me and the hash with uh, the organizational skills that he had putting together the inner hash events in Thailand and publishing the world hash directory we used to kid him all the time that uh, you know as soon as you publish this as soon as you put it in print it's outdated right yeah well, that's <laughs> since i was in a job that took me to many many countries and oftentimes the capital of the countries uh, there were hash clubs there and even though we would call two or three of the phone numbers in uh, Magic's directory to try and find out where the next hash was or what day they ran or whatever, because this, of course, was back before the Internet. They would uh, they would all often not pan out, or they would know somebody else that we could contact and get another referral. And when we finally confronted Magic, said, you know, the old adage, as soon as you put it in print, it's out of date. And, and what are we going to do? And his response was, just call the Australian embassy. They yeah. always know. And as funny as that makes sound, that's what I started doing. I'd call three or four numbers that he had listed for the hash club. And when that didn't work, I just tried to find out if it was the capital city, then I'd uh, call the uh, embassy. If it was not the capital city, I would see if there was an uh, Australian consulate. And I, right. I still remember to this day, I went to Butterworth, uh, Malaysia. When I got there, I had heard that there was a Butterworth hash. Nobody in the place that I spoke with knew anything about the Butterworth hash. And then I found out it was actually an Australian continent in town. Uh, so I, after calling the numbers that were in uh, Magic's directory, I called the Australian consulate. And it was so funny because, you know, the girl answered the phone all official. And I said, hi, I'm just down here for a short while and I'm trying to get in touch with the Butterworth Hash House Harriers. You wouldn't happen to know uh, when they run or where they run or where the next uh, run is going to be. And right away, right into the phone, she goes, hey, Skippy, when's the next, next hash? <laughs> <laughs> and I could hear her respond from across the room. And she told me, and luckily it was uh, while I was available and still there. Uh, so I ran with the Butterworth hash. Yeah. I remember some of those days. That's brilliant. You talked about your wide travels. You've been to so many. Name a couple of the favorite bigger hash events that you've been to. Ones you say, wow, that one had moments. The first Tatia Beach inner hash. Mm -hmm. was probably one of my most favorite events. We had wonderful trails. We had plenty of opportunity uh, to sing songs, and, and we had long, long, fun circles. Of course, there was plenty of beer. They had timed it so close to the Hong Kong Sevens International Rugby Tournament yeah. that we were actually able to travel to Hong Kong play in the Hong Kong Tennis-Side Tournament, watch the Hong Kong Seven-Side Tournament, then travel down to Patia Beach and Bangkok. And so I brought a 
Pacific Command representative side rugby team on that trip, and we all got permissive temporary duty orders to uh, to attend. We didn't have to take, take vacation. vacation time, and we we played against the Thai Air Force Academy rugby team and against the the British club in uh, Bangkok before the start of the uh, World Interhash that weekend. That was really wonderful. I still remember I I signed up for all the long runs back then because I was (laughs) in shape and thought that I could run forever uh, in any kind of heat or terrain and uh, and loved it. That was the days before the ball busters. I don't think you'll ever, ever or see me out on a ball buster course. The long runs back then were pretty darn uh, tough. And as I remember, it was nothing to be two hours or two and a half hours on trail with as little as one beer and water stop. That was one of the the greatest hash events that I remember. And the other ones come to mind too? I had so much fun on the Waukesha Intra-America's hash. That was another event that, yeah. I think it was 91, yeah. I got up there a couple of days early, and, and we made great friends with a lot of the different uh, hashers uh, from Waukesha. And then the Friday night invasion of the Cheeseheads was a remarkably well done uh, joke on the city. Uh, that visions of us running up on the on the Friday night run to the back of a truck, getting the Cheesehead to put on our head, and then hundreds and hundreds of hashers running through the downtown bar district of Waukesha where Cheesehead was so entertaining. It was just a sight to behold. And then uh, on Saturday, the run that, that I ended up doing, I mean, we were miles into the woods and the woods were spread out enough so that it wasn't like heavy jungle foliage, but you could work your way through and you could see the marks well enough ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And here in the middle of the woods is a desk and sitting at the desk was Freudian slip asking everybody as they ran past, so how do you feel about the run? <laughs> Would you like to get your feelings at this point? <laughs> And it was just, it was so strange to see a desk out there. I have no idea how they ever got it miles and miles into the woods with a chair. And of course, Freudian Slit being the one sitting down asking everybody about their feelings. I, I just had a really, really good laugh. And then when it came time for, for the show, I guess we hadn't been doing that many skits before. Corator was the uh, was the MC for all the acts, and he came up to me and said, "We've got a couple of issues that I'm trying to resolve. It appears that a lot of these hash acts are not really ready to come on stage, and so I'm going to call them. They're not ready to come up on stage for a couple of minutes." I need something to fill in. And I said, well, you know, Waukesha printed this book. People have been asking me all yesterday and today about, you have no idea what the tunes are. Ah. And so I thought uh, anytime that there's an act that's uh, delayed coming up on stage or you need a pause or you need to go take a leak or anything, 
I'll just come up on stage with the songbook and I'll go, okay, everybody, turn to your page and we're going to sing this now. I thought, you know, this will happen probably two, three, or, or maybe even four times. It went over so well that I ended up on stage between every single solitary act singing the songs. And even to the point where after we sung the song and everybody's going, oh, that's the tune, they go, wait a minute, before you get off stage, what's the tune to this one, number so-and-so? <laughs> I'd look at Horator and go, well, what do you think? Is there time for another song? He'd look at the hash act and he'd go, they don't even have their outfits on yet. So, yeah. Keep singing. A lot of fun singing on stage between the hash acts. As I remember, not only were the hash acts good, but the whole mismanagement team for Instagram Waukesha got up and did, hello, penis, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. <laughs> All dressed up in, in great outfits with the horse of giant penis. You've been doing this for over 40 years. Have anything about your attitudes or preferences in hashing changed apart from us getting old? Like a lot of people, I'm sure. I'm, I'm getting older and my body is starting to fall apart. As a matter of fact, I just got a total knee replacement in February. Oh, wow. I basically had to stop running most of last year and was walking with the with the walkers on the run. I see that being more and more common. All the hash runs that I did, I don't know, for the first 10 or 20 years, not a single person would walk. Yeah, sometimes you'd get so tired that you could walk a couple of steps, gain your breath, and then continue running. And some people, of course, run faster than others. But everybody was running back then in the in the 80s and 90s. I don't remember anybody being a walker. Mm -hmm. When I first started seeing more and more walkers and then the hash, accepting the walkers and making plans, uh, accommodating walkers was about the time that I started slowing down. <laughs> But in my mind, I still wanted to run. And when I couldn't run last year, it finally got to the point where I said, well, I got to get me. The doctor just gave me permission to start running yesterday. Wow. I'm looking forward to getting back in shape and start running again. I still don't have full mobility in my knee, but we're, we're getting there. Good. Good for you. Uh, but there's another thing that you're known for. Voice of music of the hash. Always ready. I know there have been so many places and we needed a song master in the circle. We need somebody to fill in time on stage just like you did at Waukesha. You've been doing that for decades. But you're also associated with the water. Pre and post lube hash cruises. Well, I, I love sailing. I've always loved sailing. I grew up in Massachusetts and, and uh, got my U.S. sailing instructor certification when I was 14 years old. So I, I was able to get out in a sailboat and go sail anywhere I wanted to go long before I was allowed to have a driver's license and drive a car anywhere I wanted to go. The ocean has always been fun and wonderful and great to me. And I've embraced every aspect of it, scuba diving, sailing, fishing, swimming, uh, snorkeling, and I still do. When I was in Okinawa, when I first started hashing, I, I had a boat. And luckily, for almost my entire Air Force career, I had my own personal boat close by in Okinawa and the Philippines and Panama and Florida. And so when I retired from the military 
and changed my outlook from 300 stress level at 300 miles an hour to six miles an hour in a sailboat, I found the resulting stress uh, dropped at the same rate. And so I've always uh, thought, what could be more fun than sailing with hashes? And so I started planning hash events, some more successful than others. When uh, Trinidad hosted in hash, I brought two boats down from St. Vincent, was planning a one-week cruise back to St. Vincent after Interhash. And when I first planned it, I wasn't planning on going to Tobago, but after all the comments on all the people saying how great it was, they insisted that we include Tobago, and that was a decision that I've regretted ever since. Uh, first of all, only one boat made it to Tobago, and they showed up with more passports than they had crew on board, and so they got impounded. And so the poor hashers on board that boat just didn't have anywhere near as much fun as all the hashers on my boat sailed and partied and hashed all the way through Grenada and the Grenadines all the way up to St. Vincent and hashed in St. Vincent. But in any case, I found that there's so many people that enjoy yachting, sailing, fishing, swimming, uh, that are hashers and having hashers on board just makes almost anything more fun. I'm in a position now where I'm scheduling and rescheduling and rescheduling and rescheduling <laughs> hash sailing events as the pandemic changes the criteria and the requirements to get into a country. We had four boatloads of hashers ready to go to Grenada next month in May. And Grenada just extended the closure of the country to tourists for another month. So instead of one May reopening, they're reopening one June now. I don't know if we're going to be able to uh, delay it again. Luckily, we did do a, uh, a hash cruise last uh, December down to the British Virgin Islands, and that was really, really good fun. Not only did we have a blast, but we basically had the place to ourselves for two weeks. I've never been to the Baths on Virgin Gorda as the only people there. Usually there's like six boats and another 30 tourists that are either staying on Virgin Gorda just down for the day or and we were the only people at the Baths, so we had the whole place to ourselves. So that was great. And the same in most of the Anchorage. I'll probably be putting another one together. I've got one scheduled uh, in Greece just before Eurohash, and I've got another one scheduled uh, just before Trinidad and Tobago's Interhash next year in Grenada, assuming they finally open up <laughs> and we can do that sort of thing. I'm glad to hear you've got a knee set for the next many years, and you it sounds like you haven't slowed down at all anyhow. Any other memorable hashers or unforgettable characters? At the Patia Beach Interhash, Horse Thompson ah, was there, wow. and I was lucky enough to uh, talk with him. And what a storyteller he is. What I didn't realize was, you know, I, I hung on his every word and took his every word for gospel, only to find out that he had a passion or a penchant for distorting and, <laughs> and imaginatively expanding the truth. <laughs> what I went on to profess as a true history of the hash, I found out to be mostly false and, and colorful and interesting as a story, but mostly fiction. But, straight from uh, the horse's mouth, but yeah, he was a great character and truth be damned storyteller. That's brilliant. I also remember many occasions with Ian Cummins mm. that 
just got people into song and he led us in so many favorite old hash and rugby songs. He really was a leader of musicians and song. If I'm not mistaken, he stole a keg Saturday night at the Waukesha Inter-America's Hash, found a, a large room in the back that he was able to get us all into along with the keg, and we proceeded to take turns. There were about, I don't know, eight or ten of us, I guess. And we all proceeded to sing hash songs for hours and hours until I, I think I think it was Fugstick went, what's that bright light <laughs> over there? Can we adjust that blind? And somebody went over and pulled the blind back and it was the sun coming up the next morning. We had been singing songs all night long. Yeah, Ian was definitely the the leader in charge of that amazing sing-song session. Yeah, he was to meet and always left an impression. He was a wonderful man. He used to come to Toronto a lot. His sister lived here. So later in life, he would bring picture books from the late 1950s when he was in Singapore doing community theater. And he would go through those pictures with her, which she could remember every year to do that. Yeah, what an amazing guy. Interesting. I guess he's... He's the first one that actually franchised the hash from the mother hash down to Singapore yeah. and started the second ever hash house Harriers. And to find out that that he was married to a chaplain, <laughs> just <laughs> so so. Are you married, Ian? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm married. Never comes to the hash. <laughs> not that kind of hash religion. We did get a couple notes out of you. But this wouldn't be a music interview, I think, if we didn't have you sing at least a couple verses of something. Okay, I'd be happy to, Roth. Thanks for asking. Here's one that I recently wrote. It's a takeoff on a uh, country western song or tropical rock song. Knee deep in the shiggy somewhere, lost the trail and the marks, and it don't seem fair. The only worry in the world is if I'm going to find the beer. Beer near, there's a beer stop ahead, never been so happy, never felt so good. The only worry in the world is if I'm gonna find the hair. How's that? Music, this is precious. Superb storyteller, and you're willing to do anything. I appreciate it. But here's the last question and Is the RA always right? <laughs> Only in circle. The RA is always right in circle. Once he's outside a circle, then I sometimes have my suspicions. To close the circle, here's the Hash Anthem sung by Mother Hash. Swing low, sweet chariot, coming